You're listening to the very first season ever of the Lifestyle Company Podcast, hosted by Kristen Forgion, designer, public speaker, and creator of Organic Desert Living. If you like talking design, business, and life without the filter, you came to the right place. In just six years, Kristen grew a one-woman side hustle into a multi-million dollar creative business. And it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Armed with grit and hard work, Kristen comes to you unapologetically with some tough love. They say wine is cheaper than therapy, and lucky for you, we've got that last part covered. So pour up and let's get to it. So I have a very, very special guest today who wants to give you an impersonation of how I start every episode. Hey guys! <laughs> you suck. That's what you sound like. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so hey guys. How'd you like episode eight? Shut up. Anyway, I it's me. It's me. You know that you know who me is. And me. You and, don't really know who me is. Yeah. And it's your first it's your debut on the Lifestyle Company podcast, yeah. honey. So this is my husband, Vince Forgione. If you don't know him, you've been living under a rock because I talk about him all the time. He's not often on social, though. Um, I need to get better at that. Yeah, you, you're you a lost cause. But, uh, <laughs> but I have been posting more of you lately, and we are on vacation together. So my feed right now is all kinds of crazy love and beaches and Mexican food and all the things. So we're here today to record episode nine, and episode nine is all about working with your spouse. I get tons of questions all the time about how we brought Vince into the Lifestyle Company. Did we plan for it? Did we just like have a wild hair and decide to quit your corporate job? No, we didn't, you guys. We planned for it. (laughs) And we're excited to tell you all about how we did that. And... With episode nine and working with your spouse, it's also kind of ironic slash not that ironic that today, right here, right now, is our ninth wedding anniversary. On episode nine. On episode nine. I love you, baby. I love you. And we started our morning. So we're, I haven't told you where where we are. If you're not on the 411 of, of my Instagram um, we are in San Jose del Cabo and it's about 30 minutes, um, gosh, I guess South. I'm so turned around in directions here, but it's really close to Cabo San Lucas, which is probably what you've heard of. So Cabo San Lucas is like the party town and San Jose del Cabo is the not party town. So clearly, you know where I will be, which is here. And we are staying at this insane resort called Viceroy Los Cabos. And it is one of the Viceroy hotels and it's like, I mean insane like mind mind blowing do yourself a favor stop what you're doing get on google and book your trip to come here yeah look look it up it's completely completely insane and um we actually booked through southwest which was awesome because we got extra points so yes it's expensive i mean yeah it's expensive but it's it's worth it and i yeah totally well worth it and i'm kind of a freak about um food and i don't have the strongest stomach and i tend to get like sick a lot from food that i don't really doesn't like agree with me and I was super paranoid about coming here because I did not want to get sick and cannot afford to go home with Montezuma's Revenge. And it has <laughs> been amazing. This is not an inclusive resort. So I think that that helps. Um, it's my own little theory that they're buying higher quality food and, and charging for Absolutely. it. So yeah, so I'm happy to pay for it. So we are here. and One we, word, ramen. Ramen. Who like even thought Mexican ramen? <laughs> like that's a thing? It's <laughs> It's insane. It's so, so 
So good. So back to episode eight, all the bad shit in business. That was an episode. Like that was such a cathartic opportunity for me to be able to talk about all the things that have happened in the last six years of business. So many of you downloaded and listened and wrote messages and emails. And I so appreciate that. And I hope I've got, I think I've gotten back to every single one of you. Um, I, I had a lot of support in Vince, of course, but there were also some times, as I mentioned, that I, I didn't. And if I can help you and be there for you in any way, definitely reach out. I will do my absolute best to get back to you and provide the best kind of feedback I can. I think in some of those instances, it's just really hard to know what to do. And sometimes people suck and we all know that. And no matter how much better you want them to be, they're, they're not. And you just have to deal with it the best possible way you can. So all the bad shit in business was awesome. And if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. It was a really fun, easy episode to record and to listen to. And I hope that there's a lot of good content there for you. So I always tell you guys where I am. Usually I'm in the sound booth. Today we are not. As we mentioned, we are at the Viceroy Los Cabos. The best sound booth there is. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Pretty much the best sound booth Uh. there is. Um, We really are looking at the ocean right now in our little sound booth pillow fort kind of thing (laughs) on the bed, trying to contain some of the sound. Uh, because I always record in a booth when you're not in a booth, it just sounds really different. And of course I have another person here and we're both speaking into the same mic. So we're trying to keep the sound quality consistent for you guys. I hope we can. What am I wearing? I have pretty much been wearing on this entire trip, every single thing from the new collection for the shop. It launches on May 30th and it's just like the best fresh summer stuff. I mean, it took us about six, weeks to curate this collection, which is a pretty long time in the buying world, at least for us. And it is so comfortable and so cute. And when I don't have kids and a business to tend to, I can get some pretty good grams, turns out, because a lot of you guys have been liking, (laughs) liking the outfit. So May 30th, it's all coming. And then I also have been seen wearing my pair, my pair pajamas, which Vince thought were pineapples when I first put them on. But they're just these cheapies from Forever 21. And I, I wanted to link them for you guys. But turns out when you're out of the country, I don't know if it's like this in other countries because I've only been to Mexico. Um, like, is it going to be like this when we go to Europe? Actually, is it going to be like this when we go to Europe? Yeah, it was when I was there in France, everything switched it over to that. So I can't pull a link for this Forever 21 little set because it's only giving me Mexican links. So we're going to have to figure that out. Is this in Mexico? Yeah, they do have Forever 21 in Mexico, oh. but they don't have the same stuff. So anyway, that's kind of interesting. And I've, I've known that because I've tried to work when we're at our family condo in Rocky Point, and it, it kind of is, is tricky. So I think we have to do some like IP address finagling or something. I'm not that techie, so we'll have to find someone who is to help us out. We've already talked about the food. What I'm eating, we're eating this insane food at the resort. We have not left for a single meal. We are pretty much on a mission to try every single thing on every menu, <laughs> which we've done pretty well <laughs> at so far. Um, the food is insane, you guys. It's just beautifully presented, but like casual. It's not stuffy. You know how like when you go to a, especially a really nice resort and 95% of the ingredients are like the description on a menu item, you have no idea what it is. This is not like that. It's still really approachable, but done beautifully and has so much flavor. Fresh seafood. Yeah. Oh my God. Fresh vegetables. The avocados are just different down here. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It's there's Everything is just so, so, so good. 
it's going to be really hard to resume regular life. <laughs> yeah, it, is. It, it really is. But we're going to make it happen. You're going to try to make everything back home. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm uh, like, okay, I can make this. And I'm like tasting it and trying to reverse engineer how it all came together. I don't know. I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, what are we reading? Beach Vacation, obviously, new book time, especially when you don't have kids with you, so you can actually like focus on the book, not trying to keep people from drowning in the ocean or the pool. So I told you guys in the last episode that Vince got me Ray Dalio's book, Principles. Well, someone stole that book <laughs> from me and started reading it. Um, I really bought it for myself. Yeah. Is, what kind of shit is that? But So you started reading it. What do you like about it? Wow. I mean, just it's amazing to read somebody's views on life and work um and i know you don't like the phrase life work balance but i think just those two words just really put in together what his principles are in life and just the first chapter is all about finding your principles and his principles for a successful businessman and entrepreneur is really what that we are i mean as a as a company and as a family Try, um, try to be at least yes try to be um just being genuine and being honest and being truthful with yourself and your associates it's it's pretty incredible so that first chapter really grabs you and figuring out what his principles are where he came from and and figuring out what your principles are so i'm really yeah while you while you were reading it every it seemed like paragraph you were like wow yeah this is so good and then he would like turn to me and read me an excerpt and i'm like wow wow that is so good we we try i feel like we've kind of like found our our people in these two books so you're reading ray dalio principles i picked up randomly at the airport how to raise successful people by um esther gosh i don't want to butcher her name i wrote it down how you actually pronounce it wojinski wojinski yeah esther wojinski um and i had heard of her but i haven't read any of her books i i want to say she's written a couple others Um, And she is kind of like a goddess in Silicon Valley and has raised some really insanely successful people, including her three daughters, who are like the CEO of YouTube, the co-founder of 23andMe, and an amazing doctor. Um, Wow, you guys. Her book, if you saw my stories yesterday, I same thing, one chapter in, and I'm just completely enthralled with how just kind of basic she can break things down in a really complicated world and puts things in layman's terms and gives tactics that you can literally work into your your life and in raising your kids like page one her children her three girls wrote the foreword of the book and i was literally crying like the second page in because it's just so amazing to hear that kind of praise from from someone's daughter about their mother it was it, it's just amazing so i will link it again as soon as i get back to the states so i can give you um american amazon not us or not uh, mexican amazon <laughs> i don't know if there's a difference but um i will link the book it is it is so so good recent face palm what have i forgotten late, lately baby nothing because you've been traveling with me <laughs> Uh, as we were driving to the airport on Sunday morning at 5.30 a.m. Oh, no. Do I have my passport? I got your passport. Oh, totally. No, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, so, shit. I forgot my passport. No like, facepalm. And no no way to leave your your MacBook on at security because <sighs> I had the MacBook. Yeah. I, so. I need kid gloves, you guys. I have my shit like somewhat together. But God, as, as you know, just from listening to this podcast and probably following me for a little bit, I seriously forget everything. I constantly am like, I don't know how I've made it this long. And I'm running a business. It's kind of like comical. Um, on the Radar. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if I knew how to work that like sound effect thing on this program, I don't. But um, maybe season two, I'll learn how to like pull the 
Bring the sound, sound effects, effects in. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm not really a sound effect. I'm sure you can get that on your phone. and People. Yeah. But um, we have some huge news and we can't share. And I was even like, oh God, I hate when people dangle a carrot. But that's what's on the radar. We have huge, huge news, you guys. We're just waiting for a couple things to fall into place yeah. um, on paper so that we can tell you guys. But it's huge. It's amazing. I'm, we're really excited. Like, it's really, again, just more of those, like, pinch me moments that you're like, I can't believe this is happening to us. This is what we've wanted. Like, wow, wow. So we'll share more as soon as we can. Absolute death in the moment. I mean, this effing place, it's just, it's not real. It's real, but it's not real. And we haven't, we travel a lot, but we travel a lot for work. And we, we're kind of like those regional travel people. I mean, actually, I guess we travel across country too but um we have our cabin and and my family owns a condo in mexico not this part of mexico just a like a three-hour drive from our house in rocky point so we do that a lot we go to california we we go back east because of your family and stuff but um we haven't had a vacation like this like a tropical beach sort of like do nothing just chill vacation since our honeymoon nine years ago so this was a big one for us and we really wanted to make this happen and it's truly because of our team and my mom who came in to watch the girls and our team who is totally keeping shit completely together which is so amazing we haven't worried about a thing no like it is just one of those like how the fuck did we get so lucky to be to be able to do this um so people that are just as smart as you yeah yeah smarter smarter. than you yeah (laughs) so um thank you to our team i hope we've thanked you enough and if we haven't here's another one for you we could not be enjoying this like we are without we'll bring you back some avocados avocados yeah all right and tequila tequila so into the episode episode nine working with your spouse This was a really important one for me because I get a lot of questions on Instagram and via email about working with your spouse. How did we do it? Do we fight all the time? Are we really happy? Is it all a joke? Um, (laughs) All of the, which, which it's not, that's like so silly, but people, people do sometimes say like, you have it all. That can't be real. No, it's real. And we totally fight a lot, like a lot sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But so this episode was really important because I wanted to be able to go back and kind of give people, we talked about it or I talked about it a little bit in episode one, just kind of our backstory and how we met and all of that. But we actually met working together and Vince was my peer-ish manager and I was the event coordinator and we would together pull off these crazy events that the hotel really wanted nothing to do with. But we would make it happen and I would create the concept and design all of the decor and work with the marketing team and come up with how that whole end, kind of the pretty, was going to happen. (laughs) And then Vince would make logistically all of those things happen. So obviously we didn't know what was happening then would lead us to where we are now. But do you feel like working together all those years ago, 10 plus years ago, helped us in this transition? Of course it has. I think at the time we were really learning how to work with each other. I realized early on with you, you have two speeds, sleeping and 100 miles per hour. (laughs) And me, I am a little bit more even keel. So I think it absolutely helped us really understand how to work with each other, um, which obviously had me grow to love you because I love that about you. Thanks, babe. It does. It, I, I hard, gosh, some days I feel like I hardly remember what 
what working together then was like, just because I think we were such different people in our early 20s. Well, I was in my early 20s. You were in your like late 20s. We're three, three years apart. But our roles were still kind of similar. Like I was a creative and you were the logistical. And then we had no idea that those moments, and it was a short time. Like we really only worked together for like not even a year. No, not a year at all. Yeah, not even a year. March till Thanksgiving. Yeah, and we were we started dating in the middle of that, like accidentally, and we're kind of like, oh, whoa, like what do I have like right <laughs> under my nose? And really fell in love quickly and started our life together. And I, I definitely never thought that all of the work that we did together then would lead us to where we are, but it has. And when we first started talking about you coming into the lifestyle company, which we planned from like minute one, when we were trying to figure out how all that would work, I think there was a little bit of security in knowing that we had already worked together, although it was at that time only five years before, and in a very different capacity. Sure. It, it puts you at ease though, because like, hey, I know how you really are around employees and right. people. And it's and very different than being at home. Absolutely. Completely. And, and, and being a couple, it's just really super, super different. One of the questions I get most often is asking about how your experience in sales, which you worked for a beverage distributor and sold sold booze, was a good business, how that experience transitioned, if it did, into running a full-service design firm. And I think early on, we started identifying what parts of your experience could transition and kind of held on to those. Yeah, I think it goes back to even before I was in sales, before the operations, because that's what our business is today. You are the creative. I run kind of the operational logistics side of things within our warehouse and our e-commerce and our retail shop. So I think my all my previous experience of being in operations, managing a lot of people and processes right, people. has really put us in the position we are today with our business. And I think that's what makes you a, a great CEO, frankly, of this company. And I joke about it a lot. I don't know if you guys have heard me say this, and I feel like I've probably said this on one of the past episodes, but for the longest time, you know, when we were putting kind of all of these thoughts into the universe and trying to make this happen, I always used to tell Vince, like, you can pick any job you want. I don't care from janitor up to <laughs> CFO because they all report to the CEO and that's me, baby. <laughs> and as things started to grow and years passed and the business just continued to expand, I really changed my tune quickly and was like, oh, wait. Um, you manage people. Oh, you manage a budget. You manage finances. You manage warehousing. You manage delivery and logistics. You manage you manage all those things. Okay, great. Well, I don't want to be the CEO anymore. Um, I actually just want to design. So I'll go back to just being creative and designing and doing all the fun stuff. And how about you meet with our accountant? The shortest promotion to becoming a CEO in yeah. history of business, right <laughs> yeah, there. It sounds much. like you went from from a field sales manager managing a handful of people to a CEO managing a handful um, of people and and a whole bunch of furniture, not booze. <laughs> but so that transition in keeping his experience top of mind, I think was really important. So I do think it would be hard if you have a spouse that, I, I don't know, maybe does something else creative and doesn't have some opposite skill set. I think that's probably the best way to summarize it is you having an opposite skill set of mine made the transition easier, even though the businesses weren't the same. Absolutely. I mean, from selling booze to selling women's clothing and shoes and 
and home decor is very different. So, but I think just my experience of managing people and managing processes has has really helped us in this and then my role and in the company, um, you know, because me and you working together um, with your creativeness and my operations has helped. You, I, I can't be a creative and you can't be the creative. Right. That's, it's, I can't imagine that working. So I think if you're a listener out there and you have a spouse that your personalities are really similar, that might be something that you want to put top of mind early because that doesn't mean that you can't work together. I think it just means that you probably need to identify what mm-hmm. tasks do not fall within either of your skill sets and outsource those early. Yeah, define those roles for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And that kind of leads us to a couple questions. Okay, so this question came from Circle and Square Dot Decor. How do you convince them to quit their quote real job? So I'm going to tackle that one real quick. I think if you have to convince them, it might not be the right fit. Convince is a strong word. Yeah, yeah. I and I know that's probably not the answer you're looking for, but maybe really think about how good of a fit that will be for you. Because for me, Vince always was my biggest support. And it doesn't mean that you have a shitty marriage or that your husband doesn't care about you or your wife or whatever if they if they can't see themselves in your business. But we had many a conversation where I said to Vince, are you like, do you like design? Are you sure? Like, are you sure this is going to be, I mean, right, babe? Like, is yeah, are you sure absolutely. this is going to be a good fit for you? Because there is a lot of weight in quitting your real job. Like, there, Because oh, you don't want to go back to that. You, <laughs> at least, yeah. I mean, you, you can, and it's probably a good, I think we all, we, we both, when we left our corporate jobs, felt like the fallback is we're going to leave our job on really good terms. We both gave a month's notice. We were both always completely honest with our employers. Vince had an opportunity for a couple of promotions in those couple years when things were transitioning and we were trying to get him into the company. And he was really upfront with his boss and was like, hey, you know, I I probably am not going to be the person to take that next step because it should go to someone else because ultimately you know what's happening with the lifestyle company. And his company was really supportive of us. And so it's not that you can't go back. And I do think it's important to leave that as a fallback. But creative businesses... And that's what my expertise is in. So that's what I'm going to continue to refer to. But creative businesses aren't for everyone. And I I think that it's just really important to try to figure out if it's a match from the beginning. If you have to convince someone because they're scared financially, I do think that there are ways that you can help make that person feel more comfortable. If they are not dig in what you do and like they don't want to make fiber art for their life then (laughs) that's probably not not a good fit that's a two-way street there for sure i mean it's it's making sure that you're gonna love working with each other is number one and the financial piece of it luckily we were very sound yes we were we were very sound financially um as a family because obviously working in a corporate world i did well for myself and you put the lifestyle company at when I joined. And we didn't join it year two. That could have been a completely different right. scenario. We waited until the last we waited possible till, second, yeah, the last possible which we'll second. get into. Yeah, but I think that that is important, kind of like that mean, when, when is it the right time to leave um, and, and convincing? Because um, that wasn't convincing. We were we were trying to convince ourselves when the right time was, I think is, is the best way to put it. But I think when you find out that right time to do it, it's not a convincing by any means. Yeah. It's more just like we are excited to make this happen. Yeah, so I know that's a long answer, but if, if you've got to convince that person, I think you try to maybe remove that word and actually get a piece of paper and a pen and write down the pros and cons. And maybe you do that separately 
maybe the person who is in the creative business now writes down the pros and cons of the spouse joining and then the spouse writes down the pros and cons of the spouse joining and then compare your notes and see if you guys are on the same page, if you're saying the same thing or the or a different thing. And that should help spark some conversation so that you can figure out if your spouse joining your business is the, the right next step. And right now, remember, the way our business was in the beginning is totally different than the way it is now. And in the way it would have been two years in or three years in or four years in or, or whatever. So I think it's a big pill to swallow, especially if the creative person is not the one that's leaving their corporate job. Like if your your husband or your <laughs> wife is is going to be joining and that will be 100% of your income and your livelihood, it's a really, really serious, important decision. So you've got to start taking steps early and keep those lines of communication open and be okay with the fact that your spouse might not want 100% of that. And that doesn't mean that your business won't be successful. It just means you kind of have to have to pivot. So with communication, I think the first, the beginning is really hard working with your spouse. It, it is for sure. And remember, we planned this. So we had, we had time to digest it. And we thought we thought through everything. And we thought we thought of every possible scenario and we had already talked through that and we role played and like okay if this happens then then what and if this happens then that and um I also think when you have a staff like if it was me and then Vince came in and it was the two of us that would be very different than the way it is now where we have a staff and we have other families that rely on on us and our business to be healthy and happy and profitable and you don't get a lot of time that is, quote, work time to figure your shit out, right? So you kind of have to figure your shit out at home because if you're figuring your shit out at work, even though you're not supposed to be figuring out work shit at home, if you're following me, you're doing it in front of your staff. And that's not something that we ever wanted to do. And I think I am a really outspoken person anyway, and I already overshare a lot. So I don't hide my feelings just because we're in front of the staff. And I think we both were really, um, what's the word, just keen on trying yep. to make sure that we weren't arguing in front of the staff or giving our team mixed signals. And sometimes we mm-hmm. give them mixed direction. And like it makes it an uncomfortable environment for yeah, them. Yeah, in everyone. And, and sometimes we give them conflicting direction by default. Like <laughs> someone will come yeah. to me for something and I'll say, oh yeah, do it this way. And then they will have just gone to Vince or someone else on the team will go to Vince working toward the same problem and he's giving them a different answer. So like that happens and that will happen just, just yeah. by default. I think earlier what you said is defining your roles. Exactly. That's extremely important, defining your roles with your team. And I think our team has a very good separation of processes and and what to work on because we have the design part of it and then we also have kind of the retail logistics side of it. So, But that took us a while. That took us a while to obviously determine uh, that. But obviously now we have because you're obviously the design. I am kind of the logistics and, and, and managing the retail and the com- e-commerce of our business. So I think that right. has really defined of... Who goes to who for what? It, it helps for sure. But in the first three months, so Vince quit his corporate job, gave them a month's notice. His last day was on Friday. And on Monday, he went to our new warehouse. So he put together the warehouse deal kind of over the weekend. We and we, we got the warehouse, which I don't think I probably ever would have actually pulled the trigger on because it was a big ass place and a big ass rent <laughs> chunk. But we were running a full e-com business out of a storage, out of a couple storage units. And like, it was exactly, we have, he's, he's shaking his head right now. And I mean, we have stories for days about how that whole thing went down. But so there was really no time for him to transition. And I think in hitting the ground running like that, we started, wow, can you guys hear that? That's the ocean. 
you might actually be able to. Those are, those are waves breaking. Yeah. Wow. Got really loud there for a second. Sorry, to get back on track, we the, the, the transition time was really limited. And I think as a culture, we in no way give our men grace in emotional transitions in their lives. They get no time to figure shit out. They get no time to have like any emotional bagage in life changes. They just don't. As a culture, we do not in any way embrace the emotional side of our men. They're supposed to be tough and they're supposed to be chivalrous and they're supposed to take care of us, but not too much because if you take care of me too much, that's threatening me as a woman and I'm a feminist <laughs> and like I'm I'm kind of being facetious here, but but you get it. It's like uh, the the rope is like an inch long and one one inch too much and they're like in hot water. And so I don't think I ever even had that thought until we were about three months in and we were fighting a lot and fighting at home and fighting about, I don't even know what the fuck we were fighting about or fighting about shit that doesn't matter, but we were just like (laughs) fighting all the time and trying to keep it together at work. And it was around the holidays and like, we were just fighting and we got into this like knockdown drag out, not physical obviously, but like really bad, bad fight. And I basically called him out to the garage. And at the time I was like, please, let's just like not fight in front of our kids. Like if, if that's the only thing we're going to do right here, right here, right now, let's just not fight in front of the girls. And don't get me wrong. We fight in front of the girls sometimes and it sucks just like everyone else does. But this time, like I was really pissed why I don't even remember, but, um, and we got went in the garage and we both basically were screaming for a good, like 45 minutes, both crying, both like questioning, did we make the right choice? And I finally Um. said to him, are you happy? Like, is this what, are you sure this is what you want? Because if you don't want to be, the CEO of this business, like we, we need to know now and we need to figure out what we're going to do. And he was like, yeah. I mean, I don't think I even had a, a real answer for you at that you moment did, because did I didn't know. I really did not know. I had no idea that transition would be as difficult on me and us as, as I thought it was, you know, just because again, from what I just said, selling booze and to selling women's clothing into court and working with your spouse every single day, that is not easy. Probably the hardest thing we've ever done in Definitely. our relationship by far. Definitely. That was the I hardest I mean, rather than ma- deciding to have children or buying this house or whatever it was, this newborns, is f- newborns got nothing on working, <laughs> yeah. working with your spouse. Yeah. I'll wipe asses all day long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, yeah, it was not easy. Um, but I think we needed that. Like I we totally needed agree. that, that like that, we needed that, to have that, that fight, like yeah. not a drag down, knockout fight by any means, but no, it's we, just, did. we needed that. We need to really we need understand to where we are. And it's just that honest communication with each other. And I think, I, I think I deep down inside, I knew I wanted to be a part of the business and, and grow and move forward with everything. It was just, it was difficult. And you it know? was, I think that the hardest thing for us, we, we truly did leave that fight with, I don't think any resolution. I opened the garage door to Harper standing there being like, wow, mommy, you sound really mad. <laughs> I was uh, like, what the hell? Uh-huh. I was in the garage because I didn't think you guys could hear us. And I thought you were fine in there. And literally Harper standing there. Wow, mommy, you sound really mad. Uh, like, awesome. Way to go. Wow. Uh, that was, that was a great moment. There was lots uh, of wine that night. Sure. Um, but I don't think we left that conversation with much resolution, but I think what it did do is it allowed us like... I said everything I needed to say and Vince said everything he needed to say. And again, we don't even remember what the hell we were fighting about, but it was all about work and who does what and who's stepping on whose toes and where we're going to go and where we're spending money and, and where we aren't spending money. And are we getting marketing and are we not? And are we going to grow this thing into X or are we going to grow this thing into this direction? And it was like, whatever he said left, I said, right. He said up, I said down and it had just come to a head and we just had to basically 
kind of get everything out. And and the next day, I want to say after we had some some time, and I also think in that conversation was the first time I said, "Are you okay? Like, uh-huh. is this transition okay? Are you are you feeling okay? Are you are you depressed? Are you upset?" And he was like, "No, I'm not depressed. I'm just I wasn't expecting." Like, again, culturally, I just don't think we give our guys any grace in having unexpected feelings and how that will feel emotionally. Yeah. And like, it's okay to be like bummed about whatever, about like, like we were just learning how to work together. And I think because we had worked together in a, in a capacity, but so many years ago, you had never seen me in the light really that I, like the persona that I have in my job yeah i mean as a leader because when i think we worked before in the past like you you weren't a leader you right. know you were uh, the manager i was the manager now it's like flipped around like, this is my you're team. the leader i jump we, in right. and all women <laughs> you know For i sure. was the only male jumping in and i knew i knew our team beforehand which obviously was very helpful and our team is amazing which is even more helpful but just knowing like i'm jumping in it's like oh i, I gotta start asking you for questions on exactly. everything and, and kind of go back to earlier where you know, oh, yeah, I, I remember now where, why we were fighting because well, you were trying to change everything. And I was like, yeah. nope, that's not how and it's all coming back to me. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's like, that's not. Nope. This is my team. Yeah. Nope. This is how we do things. Nope. We've been doing yeah. it this way for six years. Nope. Don't need to change yeah. that. And that what took time for me to be able to absorb, too, and being like, OK, well, maybe maybe we can start making some changes. And yeah. OK, that's valid. OK, I never thought of it that way. And having that that ability which takes time to respect and understand your spouse as your partner not as your spouse which is so hard but figuring that out it all started with that one knockdown drag out fight so i don't know maybe for all the people out there maybe you need to have one of those (laughs) maybe you don't and you just like get each other send a counter invite knockdown fight yeah (laughs) exactly on your new company calendar um but yeah i don't sorry i just felt like i needed to say i remembered why we were fighting. No. Because you wanted to change everything. Yeah. I and, and, and me as a leader, as all my past jobs of being in executive roles, of I was expected to come in and make change. I was expected to come in and change the culture. And I think kind of that day of that fight and a little bit further on than that, I realized that I didn't need to do any of that. Like Kristen already had her shit together um, with her team and there was no culture that needed to be changed whatsoever. Totally. Um, all that was already in its place. I was figuring out like now... Okay, New business. what my experience and my process can I inject into the team and just make things better? And that takes time. That doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen the first three months or anything like that. I didn't get to come my first day of my job and spend a day with HR and do a walkthrough and fill out my W-2 and read right. the employee handbook and get my company email. That shit does not exist in the lifestyle company when you're a or in small 50% business. owner and jumping into it. It's just that doesn't, that's not how it works. So just jumping in and just figuring it out on your own which at the end of the day that fight and all that it it makes you better it it opened things for us and i think it helped me as your wife and as your business partner realize that there should be a difference but you're crazy if you think that they're not going to intersect of course they're going to intersect it's the Mm -hmm. same theory about business being personal no business is as personal as almost anything Mm -hmm. and when you bring it into your house it's even more personal and you have to make sure that that there are clear kind of lines. And that leads me to another question. In addition to this one, we got a bunch of questions around family balance. How do you separate it? How do you make sure you're not working 
on business during family time and how do you make sure you're not working on family time during business and blah, blah, blah. So this one from at the Pine Home Design, how do you schedule business hours with family time? What if something interrupts at night? I think Vince is much better at this than I am. I pretty much work every night or at least at least probably three nights a week after the girls go to bed. So I'll open up my laptop and I try to return emails that I didn't get a chance to look at or I try to do concept things like um, our new collections or partnerships or marketing stuff. That's typically when I do that stuff at night. Um, but it's hard for me. It is really hard for me. And Vince is much better at that. And he is way more firm in saying like, hey, is that an emergency? And sometimes it's not and I get pissed and I'm like, no, but I need to do this right now. And sometimes it is. And if it is, we kind of try to play to the rules of like, is it one of our team members that needs something that is time sensitive? And I also think emergency, I hate that word. Is anything really an emergency unless someone's no. bleeding? No. Everything can wait till the next day for the most part. Well, that's what he thinks. But <laughs> I, I don't think that because I only get a certain number of, uh -huh. of hours alone. And when I can actually think as a business person. So I think... But that's your role in our company. Yeah. I mean, you need to be a little bit more communicative with our clients and our team than necessarily I am. I'm in a warehouse kind of working on particular projects throughout the day that doesn't really pertain to our clients or right. anything like that. And I have kind of really one team member underneath me that were an, uh, an hours of operation um, type of thing. So I think that is your role in your company that kind of you need to do that after hours. So I wouldn't say that we schedule time. I mean, we really protect our weekends. I can tell yes. you that we don't work on the weekend. Like yeah. I don't, unless in, in, in the very rare instance because of our client schedules, we have to install on the weekend or something, but we really don't work on the weekend if at all possible. I don't take appointments on the weekend. I have been trying not to be such a slave to social on the weekend but I still really love it and it's it's fun for me so it doesn't bother me but I think the biggest challenge with work and working with your spouse is that that 15 minutes that you get home so picture you're getting home and even if if you work a corporate job picture like that that first interaction with your superior or your boss or your teammate you you naturally want to download like oh hey what happened with this oh what are you doing on that oh so and so said whatever so you kind of just naturally like hey how are you we tend to say like hey how are you greet with a kiss and then I go into usually just by default, like, oh, oh hey, what did so-and-so say about this? Mm. What, what's going on with that? Did did this table come in? Oh my God, that got, I saw the email that this came damaged. Because what there's if, times throughout the day that we're not really communicating too much during the work because you're off on right, sites and you know, I'm in the warehouse. So there's our only time to catch up on is at 5.30 p.m. when we first just get home. But that's not the, the right time to do that. No. So typically Vince will be very loose in answering like a couple questions. <laughs> and then once we've kind of like changed clothes and are getting into like dinner, bath, bed mode with the girls, we really try to put our phones down and not talk about work stuff until the girls are in bed. And then we inevitably dive right back into work stuff. So I've said this before. I don't know that I'm the poster child for what we call work-life balance or what this society calls work-life balance. I kind of think it's bullshit. I'm super happy to be able to have the flexibility to work whenever I want. And if that happens to be when I'm at home, I don't want to feel guilty about working when I'm at home because I'm at home. I feel like that's a blessing and it's all for you to manage and the more options you have, the better. But that can all coexist, I think, with just the way we communicate with each other and just the way we, how we parent our children. Our children are very aware of what we do. Totally. Um, like, like the other day, um, I picked the girls up from school, I'm home with them and um, 
in the bedroom doing something and I come back into their room and they set up their whole entire room as a shop. And that, <laughs> that was, was awesome. Amazing, yeah. they, they made a shop, like our shop that we have. And I'm playing with them. Kristen gets home and, hey, come visit our shop. And so they're aware of that, which I think has helped us tremendously that we can communicate with work as well as still be mom and dad to our children at the same time. I want to get to all the awesome questions that you guys asked us on Instagram, but I also want to make sure that I get this guy (laughs) and keep him in the hot seat for a little while longer. So I wanted to ask him a couple questions. What's been your biggest challenge, do you think, in your new life as the CEO of the Lifestyle Company? (laughs) It's not necessarily a challenge anymore, but I would say the biggest challenge kind of early on when, kind of go back to my history of what I explained earlier, being in the corporate world, you have the ability and the time to come in and assess and really get to understand everybody on your team, whether if you have 80 employees or five. Um, I think for me, it was a big challenge for coming in and really understanding the pace of the design world um, and the design team because it's just, quickly. it's extremely quick, but you have your shit together as being quick. So, I don't move like that. I, I really don't at all. I Kristen <laughs> jokes around. She does 25 things a day, but doesn't complete all 25 things. I do five things a day, and I complete all five things. With like a log, color-coded, <laughs> in sequential order, oh. and um, numbered. Oh. So now you understand the difference of our working habits. It's really interesting, uh, but I think that was guys. Yeah, that was a big challenge for me, really understanding how the team just worked. Because I've never... Yes, I've, I've been around design, obviously working with Kristen uh, to an extent, and understanding what everything goes on. But you don't really see it firsthand unless you are in it and doing it and seeing it with your own eyes and ears. So I think that was the biggest challenge for me, really understanding how the team moved and and kind of keeping up with it. Once I really understood that, it was easy for me to understand everything. And then when I started kind of shifting, pivoting Mm -hmm. to uh, a different direction of my role in the team of getting really that warehouse and that e-commerce up and running and taking over sourcing for the design team and really working hand in hand with them it made everything so much easier to really understand that and and you don't usually have the time to really assess that you just dive head first in and you better get to learn everything quickly yeah for sure we move really really fast and i don't know if other businesses move at the pace we do because i don't own any other ones but i i think I think we move pretty quick. So yeah. that that was a good answer. I'm kind of yeah. surprised that you you felt that way or, yeah. you, or you admitted it. Yeah. But no, we we do. And we, um, Vince and I are really different. And a couple people mentioned, like, have we taken Enneagrams? And we have. I'm two. I'm a number two, type two. He's type three, which also kind of surprised me. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I think I believe in those-ish, but we know our personalities are really different and everyone in our company knows our personalities are really different. And it, it, works i think it provides a little bit of balance Another apparently it is because everyone on our teams are two and three so yeah it was really funny because pretty much everyone on our team no james is a five, james is five. and veronica was a five yeah, james, yeah james is a five they're, they're <laughs> james thought he failed yeah. we we're like no 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 james this is not a this is the enneagram isn't pass or fail um another question from i cannot even oh my gosh begin to try to pronounce this handle but if it was you you'll know it was your question advice on quote managing your spouse without making them feel like they're your employee Ooh, that's a good one i don't i this is maybe not the answer you're looking for 
I feel like I say that with like every question, but I don't think we manage each other. I, we don't really have to. No. I mean, if if you're managing me, I feel like I'm a hot mess. If not, and that shouldn't be because with with employees and the team and projects, like of course we have to manage those, but we don't really manage each other. And I think what what helps with that is staying in your own lane. And we've established our own lanes basically at a very broad 40,000 foot level that I am all things creative, all things brand, all things visual, all things design, all things marketing, all things my design team, the marketing team, like all that stuff. I'm all of the brand creative visual. Geez, so where did that leave me with all that? Yo, you got plenty of work. <laughs> you are all things logistical, all oh. things financial, all things personnel in terms of like, paperwork and rents and mortgage payments and insurance and taxes, that bloody word, oh, and yeah. accounting and legal. And when we were going through that lawsuit that I talked about um, in episode eight, he managed all of that and all of the correspondence with our lawyer and- All those law and order episodes in the past really yeah, <laughs> helped, helped out. And finance, like so all of, our, all of our, our books, everything financially runs through Vince and he looks at it every single day and then comes back to our team with questions. And I was just, before he came in, I was doing all of that, but I wasn't doing it well. I was you know, managing to a very basic level to make sure that we were in good financial health. But now he is able to look at every transaction and make sure that things are coded correctly so that we have a better understanding of our numbers and, and all of that. So I think that right there allows that, like I can't manage to something that's not in my lane. And we basically, at the end of the day, if we have a strong disagreement about something and he disagrees really strongly about our brand direction or, you know, about something like that, we talk about it, but that's kind of the trump card. It's, it's my call because it's in my department oh. and it's his call because it's in his department. And trust me, you guys, there have been times that I'm like, no, I would not have arranged the warehouse like that. And that happened. Like when we got sure. the warehouse, I was like, wait, no, I don't want that over there. And he was like, well, this is how we need to do it because of this. And he gave me a reason. And I basically had to respect that reason and say, okay, go like, this is your department. So I think, yeah, again, this is probably the third time I've said this, defining your roles. I think that has helped huge. because it doesn't make you manage it's not ugly, each other right, right. or anything like that when you're defining like what Kristen just said about being the trump card so weird I call you Kristen babe um <laughs> is Barb no you're a Barb <laughs> to me um is just again defining your roles but it doesn't make you manage each other because what Kristen just said with the trump card is you know we'll talk through something and really understand but at the end of the day we each say to each other hey you're the final call. You do what you think is best because we trust each other. We communicate well enough where at the end of the day, whatever decision that that other individual makes, we know is going to be the right one. And we're going to support each other and work with each other to make that final decision happen to the best of its ability. Totally. And I think with big, big things, big things being like financial things, things that are going to change, expansion, um, acquisition, that kind of stuff, we both have to wholeheartedly agree. Sure. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, sure, do that mm -hmm. because you think that's right. And he's not going to do that for me. And right. I think we both have to, on anything that like really matters, like the way the warehouse is arranged doesn't really matter in real life. But if we were to acquire another business, that would be something that we would both have to 100% be on board with and for. And I think we know each other well enough because we're married 
to know when someone is just like giving in and we also are two personality types that do not just give in for <laughs> any reason so that just wouldn't happen so like i know that if he's telling me he's on board he's on board he's not just conceding just to concede and like get to the next thing but i think every big decision that we have made i hate to make it sound this easy but it has been easy really i mean it's like any big decision we've made from let's decide to have children, let's buy this house, or let's take you quit your corporate job and, and let's start the lifestyle company. Like I, I think th- we're I th- aligned, I th- not, yes. not easy. Ali- yes, aligned. aligned is the best word, but it's just, it, it comes natural. And it's like, hey, I have this idea. I'm going to quit my corporate job. And like you think about it and you talk through it, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like So it just makes, when you're aligned, it just makes everything a little bit easier in the decision making at the end of the day. At Deb's mind asked, since he's in a different location, does it make it easier? Well, that was short lived <laughs> because our team has grown so much in the last six months that we moved our design office offices really from the shop over to our warehouse. So now the entire design team, our our marketing team, and even our director of ops, like pretty much everyone, it has been going over to the, to the warehouse. At some point, I think some of them will transition back to the shop just because it's quiet over there and sometimes we need quiet time. But so now we all work together and I actually love it. It's amazing. It's so, so awesome to have because instead of having to send an email and then wait for a response, you can just open the door and ask us something about a shipment or you know a piece of furniture or whatever and we can do the same. We are also now with our our inventory, so that really helps from a design standpoint. So, I don't know that it made it e- I, I guess maybe early on, yes, it made it easier to help define those roles. But now that they're defined and and we we no longer need to be in separate locations, yep. we're all under the same roof and it's actually really awesome. I think it has helped out with kind of that question earlier that work-life balance. I think now we do get a little bit more face time with each other being at the warehouse. It, it makes it easier to communicate than bringing that home. So there's maybe that little bit of less of communication at home. Now we're at the office like, hey, I need you to come over into this office and we need to sit down and talk about this real quick. Agreed, totally. I feel like we don't really even need to roll into the three questions we usually close the episode with because we've kind of just been answering yeah. questions through this whole episode. I thought this one was really interesting from at Katie Ann underscore Robinson. Do you guys have a contract? I think that means with each other. Yeah, we read our contracts today when we yeah. read our vows to um, each our other. Vows. Yeah, no, no, we don't have a contract, but we are both 50% owners in our company. And that is actually kind of a funny story. We just recently realized. So you guys know the lifestyle company started as a blog and I filled out my LLC paperwork and got a bank account day one and never really thought anything about it. Until recently, when our lawyer was like, hey, are you an owner on the business to Vince? And I was like, yeah, of course, he's 50%. And he totally wasn't. He was not on our bank accounts and he was not (laughs) on the business at all. Because I just, I I don't know. I I don't know if, I mean, I guess I knew I thought it would go somewhere, but I never really. Well, they were married in the state of Arizona, so everything is 50-50. I don't know. I mean, Uh, but it was just funny. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, we should probably put you on. So he's a 50% owner. We are actually transitioning from an S-corp to a C-corp. So that will change things a little bit too. And we've we've got some holdings differently and blah, blah, all this like corporate mumbo jumbo. But 
We do not have a contract. We do not have a prenup because we had negative dollars when we got married. <laughs> we still don't have enough to split. But um, I had nothing to my name other than a dog and a big screen TV. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of credit card debt when we met. Yep. But so, no, no contract. But we are both 50% owners. And um, I think it will stay that way forever. Okay, last question from my girl Carol at onyxcom how do you maintain <laughs> how do you maintain balance between personal and work conflict um we just don't bring that shit into work because we can't because of our team really i think if it was only us again kind of like i said earlier it would be very different but for instance just the other day we were screaming at each other in the car on the way to work and pretty much the doors flung open we got our shit we got out and we hmm. he held the door for me and we walked into work and I don't, again, know what we were fighting about, but... Probably, again, nothing. Uh, um, <laughs> nothing that matters, apparently. And and actually, we've always said that, too. That's because it's our anniversary and we've been all up on this love trip um, for the last couple of days. One of the things that we've always said in our marriage is, I would rather fight about shit that doesn't matter all day, every day, than shit that does. So, yes, we bicker. Yes, we fight. We are passionate people. I'm a screamer, so I yell a lot. I go from, like, zero to yelling. She still doesn't know how to load the dishwasher correctly. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> um, and, and you know, so we, we do. We fight about things that don't matter. And I would rather, like, lose brain cells and waste minutes on conversations and fights about things that don't matter than losing brain cells and wasting minutes on fights with things that do matter, mm-hmm. like finances and and you know, just big shit that's like, that's like really big. So as long as we're aligned on those things, we feel like that's a good, a, a good path and position to be on. But yeah, we just don't, we, we truly, we just don't bring it into work. There is no option. And I would be so upset if one of our employees ever said that we made them feel uncomfortable because of like the personal shit that we brought to work. That is just completely unacceptable and not fair. Frankly, we expect our employees and our team to come to work with design top of mind and our clients. And we come to work with our employees and design and our clients top of mind and like our personal shit. There's just, there's just no, absolutely no room for that. So I think we both feel so strongly about it that no matter how pissed I am, um, I'm just going to table it until later. And then we can, we can pick right, right back up where we left (laughs) off. But another kind of weird thing from a boundary perspective, now that we do work in the same location, we really don't carpool very often. I know that's Uh probably not the best thing for the environment, but I like to listen to sports talk radio on the way. Yeah. Don't. (laughs) I call my mom and I also listen to podcasts and like, so that's kind of my time both there and back where I talk to clients. So I think that is one boundary that has, that I like to keep. Although we're going to the same place, I like to drive separately, even if we leave five minutes apart or frankly, even at the same time, I think it, it helps. Okay. So a, a few closing thoughts. How did you like recording your first podcast? invigorating invigorating it's yeah. harder than it looks though it isn't is it? harder than, i mean we're what 53 minutes in here but we've probably been doing it for a little over an hour and a half just from starting and stopping but um it's fun i mean really talking I mean, we obviously talk to each other every day all day about all things business and all things personal but it's it's pretty amazing to do this i never thought we would sit here and record a it's podcast cool, right? episode anything like that. it is it's a it's lot of really, fun it's really um i think one of the things i love most about the podcast is it's so rewarding to actually get the time or have a reason to take the time to reflect on where you've been and, and what you've done and help put it in words and 
help make sense of it all because it just kind of lives in your brain. And if you never get a chance to really talk about it, and yeah. everyone knows I want to write a book, so this is really good practice for yeah. my book writing. But yeah, it's really fun, huh? Maybe I think you did. Maybe I'll start my own podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you would need. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think you did really good, babe. Thank you. And I hope we were able to provide some insight for you guys. I I feel like the working with your spouse arena is just huge, and you could you could just talk forever about all the iterations of how this whole thing goes down. So I hope we were able to provide some insight and some actionable items that if you're thinking about it, you can kind of put into play. Most importantly, just talk to each other, be honest with each other, try to figure out if it's really the best fit for you because we need to have the support of our spouses. I think it's the only thing that's gonna get you through in the end of the day. And as you know, from all the bad shit in business, bad shit will happen and you need to be aligned and you need to have the confidence and strength in your relationship and in your business to be able to pull through. And like what Kristen just said, I mean, the communication is the far most important thing, not necessarily in a relationship, but in a spouse working relationship. Totally. And as well as to leave my little advice to, uh, with any other spouses that work with each other, take the time with each other outside of work, whether if it's going out to dinner once a month, going to see a movie, just going for a hike, or totally. maybe it is drop, dropping the kids off at school, and you do carpool that one day and just talk about like other, anything, uh, anything other than that. Yes, you too. have to be a couple because it's so easy to get wrapped up into just work 110% of the time, and that's what we are. We are 110% people, but you need to kind of reel back a little bit and just be, again, be a couple, be a husband and wife. Um, that is far more important because you're, you two are the most important people to each other at the end of the day. And for your family. All right, you guys, we are almost done with this whole season one thing. So two more episodes to go. If you haven't had a chance to rate and review, please do so. Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Forgione. If you type in at Lifestyled Co., it will still come up, so don't panic. And our brand page is at The Lifestyled Co.